How are you doing there? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we studying Daf Chavtal, Daf Twenty Four of Mesech Nedarim, friends. So, for like the first Amud of Mesech of Daf Chavtal, we continue with the opinion of Rebbelezer ben Yaakov when it comes to Nidre Zeruzin, motivational Nedarim that that aren't really, you know, you don't really mean them essentially. You're just trying to motivate somebody to do something. So we're going to discuss that for basically the first Amud, um, and then we get to a new Mishnah um, about uh, exaggerational. I'm not sure that's a word, but exaggerational vows, exaggerative, exaggeraneous vows. Okay. Um, says the Gimare and the Chof Gimel Amud Beis, two lines from the bottom. Ibarlu detake ask Akasha. Okay. What's the Kasha? The Kasha is Pligir Rabbanu Oled Rabbeinu Ben Yaakov Alo. Do the rabbis argue with Rabbeinu Ben Yaakov? The Rebbelezer ben Yaakov said that if a friend makes a vow just to motivate his friend to like come to his house and eat with him. So it's not a real neder, it's just a motivational vow and um, it's not real. Do the rabbis agree with Rebbelezer ben Yaakov or not? Vimtin Sloma Plige, and if you say that they disagree with Rebbelezer ben Yaakov, do we pass like Rebbelezer ben Yaakov or not? Of course we uh, have this sort of rule that Mishnah Rebbelezer ben Yaakov, ben Yaakov Kavvenoki, that the halachas of Rebbelezer Ben Yaakov are measured and clean. That whenever he comes up, we paskin like him. So we want to know, do we paskin like Rebbe Ben Yaakov, or do we paskin like the rabbis? If they do, in fact, disagree with him. Now, Tashma, come in here. Ditnan, we learn in the Mishnah. Omer Lachvero, that if uh, a fellow says to his friend, Konum she'eni ne'ne l'cha, I'm not going to get any benefit from you. Im i ata nota levincha kor Unless you accept from me for your son uh, a quart of wheat and two barrels of wine. Apparently, this other guy had done a favor for the vower. Maybe he had give him some wheat and wine. So now the vower wants to make it up, wants to return the favor. And he says to the other guy, he says, look, other guy, you're not going to get any, I'm not going to get any benefit from you unless you accept this, this uh, gift from me that I would like to give you a quart of wheat and two barrels of wine for your son. So that is not right. That right. That neder you could just be annulled without having to go to a a, a sage. Because the receiver can say, "Look, I appreciate the gesture, but you know you're doing this to honor me, right? You want to give me wheat and wine, so you're doing this to honor me." But it, it is in fact my honor to allow you to keep it and don't worry, you don't have to do this for me. You know, it's my, it's my, it's my pleasure, it's my honor to, uh, just to be able to choose not to accept this. Okay, fine. So, okay, so we see that the vower made this, what seems like a motivational vow. That, uh, you know, he's saying, I'm not going to get any benefit from you unless you accept this from me. And the receiver is, and we're saying that, um, that uh, he, the the you know this is not a vow that needs to be annulled by a sage because the receiver could say look it's my it's my honor not to receive it so time of the omar zeukvodi the only reason why it does not need to be annulled by a sage is because the receiver says that it's my honor to choose not to receive it but if that wasn't the case if not because of this whole like honor thing nederhu then I would think that it would need to be annulled by a sage. It would be a proper nether money. 
Whose opinion is this? If it's Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, wouldn't Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov say that this is just a classic case of motivational vows? That the vower is saying that, uh, you know, I'm not going to get any benefit from you unless you accept this from me. That he's doing it to just motivate his friend to accept this gift from him. So it shouldn't need to be annulled regardless of if the receiver talks about his honor or anything. So it must be that that it's the that this is the opinion of the rabbis and and, and they argue on Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov and they say it's not automatically a motivational vow but only because the receiver said talks about his honor and that whole thing but if not if not for that then it would be a proper vow that would have to be annulled by a sage. So the Olam Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov no we could say that it is in fact Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov. But Umod Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, that in this case Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov would admit that uh, it would be a proper vow, it would not simply be a motivational vow. Uh, right Because uh, in this case the vow would say, I'm not a dog. I'm not a dog that I need to accept for you and that I don't give anything back in return. And therefore, when he says, look, I would like you to receive this wheat and this wine for your son, I, I mean it. I really want you to receive it because you did me a favor. I want to return the favor and I mean it. And therefore it's not simply a, a Nidre Zeruzin that, that would not need to be an old, uh, that would not need to, uh, a, a sage, a chokham, but rather it's actually a proper nether because he, he really means it. He really wants uh, uh, the other guy to receive it in return for having done him a favor. Um, okay, so we say that even in this case, this could even be a Lezben Yaakov. Um, and it's not an indication that the rabbis argue on him. Tan Toshma, come in here. Haomer Okay, if this vower says to his friend, Konum Sha'ato Nenisli, you cannot get any benefit from me. Im Iata Nosin Livni, unless you give to my son, Kor Shel Chitin Vishtechavil Shel Yain, unless you give to my son a core of um, wheat and two barrels of wine. So now it's Punkt Fakir. So in this case. The vower had done a favor for the other guy, and now he's insisting that the other guy, he's saying, you can't get any benefit from me unless you return the favor, unless you give to my son wheat and wine. Rebmer Omer also eaten. So Rebmer says, well, um, the, you know, this, uh, this, this guy's forbidden to get benefit from the vower until he pays up. That that the vower can be matched the nether without having to go to a sage. Because the vower can always, you know, say, you know what, it's okay, don't worry about it. I, I don't need it. it. It's as though I received it already. I don't need it. So so okay. So because the vower can say, look, you know, forget it. I don't need it. So therefore, you don't need to go to a sage. Time of the Amarani Kilu is Kabalti. The reason why you don't need to go to a sage is because the vower can just say, okay, you know what, it's fine, I, I don't need it. If not for that rationale, neither it would be considered a neither, it would be considered a vow. And the fact that it's, you know, sort of um, um, motivational, that he's making the vow just so that the fellow, you know, gives him stuff, that doesn't automatically make it you know, uh, exempt from going to a sage, right? It doesn't automatically make it a motivational vow. Money. So who is this? It can't be Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov because Rebbe Lezer ben Yaakov would say that 
you know, you don't need the, you know what, I, 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 I don't need it excuse. According to Rebbe ben Yaakov, if the vower says, you can't get any benefit from me until you pay my son these things, it's a motivational thing. You don't need, you know, the, the, the extra piece of, well, he could say, look, I actually don't need it. You don't need that piece. Right? It's by definition a motivational vow. And, um, and of course it does not need to go to a sage. So, Elo, Lav Rabbanu, so rather it must be the rabbis with Fliege, and they're arguing on Rebbe ben Yaakov and saying that it would be considered a vow unless, um, you know, except for the fact that the vow is able to say, look, you know what, I don't, I don't actually need these things, it's okay. Uh, so lo la olam ben Yaakov. No, you could actually say that this is also Rebbe ben Yaakov, humod Rebbe Yaakov Baha'i, but Rebbe ben Yaakov would say that in this case, it actually would be a proper nether. It would not simply be considered a motivational nether. The nidra have mishum de omer lei lav malko ono de maanin aloch vat lo mahanisli. Because in this case, the vower says, "Look, I'm serious. I mean it. Because I'm not a king. Right? Kings dole out favors, and you know, you don't, you don't, you can't necessarily repay them. You know, to the king directly. Right? The kings dole out favors. What are you going to do? Pay him something? He has everything. You know, he's the king." Right, so kings dole out favors and don't expect anything in return. But um, he says, "Look, I'm not a king. You know, I did you a favor. I expect that you're going to repay the favor, and I mean it." So therefore, Blaz ben Yaakov would say, even in this case, it would not be considered a nidre zeruzin, and therefore, um, um, and therefore, only because um, the vower can say, "You look, you know what? I don't need it. Keep it." So only because he says that. Because he could say that, that is why it doesn't need to go to a sage, but otherwise, um, it would be considered a proper vow. Omle Makshishabre Devchiza Ravashi says, Makshishabre Devchiza to Ravashi. Tashma, come here. Nidre Onsen, what's a situation, what's an example of a vow where there's like an unforeseeable, uh, circumstance in the vow? The example is, Idiro Chavero Sheochal Etzlo. So if, uh, you know, a guy says to his friend, look, you know, I'm making a neder that, I don't know, you're not going to get benefit from me unless you come to my house to eat. So, And then what happened was the invite, the invitee, the person who was invited, couldn't make it because he got sick or his son got sick or he couldn't cross the river, whatever it was. So in that case, it doesn't need to be, to go to a sage to be annulled. Uh, but if not for the fact that somebody got sick or some kind of un- unforeseeable circumstance, if not for that, neither who it would be a proper neither, and it wouldn't just be considered a, uh, a motivational vow. Money, If it's then who cares about this unforeseeable situation that came up? Either way, it's just a motivational vow. So rather it is the rabbis who fliege and they argue. So the Gemara says. No, the Olam Rebbe ben Yaakov. No, it is. This is also Rebbe ben Yaakov. Umisavet the Adra Mizamna Lizmina. But do you think that it, you know, that it is in fact like we've been explaining that it's talking about where the inviter is making the invitee swear? Lo, that's not what it's talking about. This Mina Adra the Mizamna. It's talking about where the invitee made the inviter swear. The Omar lay that the invitee said to the inviter mazmenes li lisudasech will you invite me to your suda in and the inviter says yes of course you're invited neder ze olecha to which the invitee says can I, I you know do you accept this upon yourself as a vow vinodar and yes he made the vow vichalahu o shechalah bno o shikvonar 
Hare Elunidre Onsen. And then the invitee got sick or his son got sick or he couldn't make it because the river was, you know, was, was acting up and making it impossible to come. So in that case, it's another onsen. But that's not a situation of Zeruzin because it's not talking about where the vower made the vow in order to motivate the other person to come over. It's talking about where the guy wanted to be invited and he made the vower a vow and it's not an, it's, it's just not a motivational situation anymore. Um, okay. So therefore, it has nothing to do with um, um, you know, you can't prove anything about Rebbelezim uh, Ben Yaakov's opinion vis-a-vis motivational vows because this isn't a motivational vow. Tashma come here. Yosu akin Omer Rebbelezim Ben Yaakov says Rebbelezim Ben Yaakov Omer lachaveru. A fellow says to his friend, "Konim shani nenelcho." I'm not going to get any benefit from you. Im e atom sarech etzli unless unless you come over to my house. V'sochal imi and you eat with me. Paschama warm bread. V'tishte imi koschamen. You drink with me some hot tea. And the other fellow says, "No, I'm not interested." These are motivated. This is a most motivational vow. But the rabbis do not agree with the Beliezer ben Yaakov that this would be considered a motivational vow. My love, my No, so it seems like like the rabbis don't agree with the Beliezer ben Yaakov with this whole sugya of. Motivational vows, including our Mishnah. So we see that the rabbis, in fact, argue with their Belezim and Yaakov and do not hold of this motivational vow situation. So how do we pass in Tashma? Says Rufuna, that the halacha is like Rebelezim and Yaakov. So we see that the halacha is like Rebelezim and Yaakov, that, um, that uh, these motivational vows do not need to um, go to Bezdin. Alright, fine. All right, you don't need to get uh, annulled by a sage. Says the Mishnah, Nidre Avoy. So when it comes to exaggerations of Nidorim, exaggerations of uh, vows, Alright, what do I mean to tell you? So you have a fellow and he says, um, he makes a nether, Okay, I guess he says like, I don't know, he's not going to eat fruit or something like this. That if, uh, oh gosh, it's double negatives. If he didn't see the like amount of people that left Egypt over here on this path, so then he's not going to like eat fruit anymore or something like that. Or like this fruit is going to be forbidden to me if I didn't see... Uh, like the amount of people that left Egypt. So now the thing is that's like an exaggeration. Like it's something that people normally exaggerate about. So like it's it's okay to, you know, if you like literally didn't see the same amount of people that left Egypt, like it's okay. It's like normal to exaggerate in that manner and um, therefore he, he would, wouldn't would be forbidden to like eat that fruit or something. Lor Yisinachas Kukoros Beis Abad or if... Um, he says if he didn't see a snake that's as big as like the beam of a olive press or something, that I guess uh, that that just seems to be like, I don't know, crazy talk or something like that. And also like it just seems to be not something that's going to like make him forbidden to eat these fruits or whatever. Okay. So now, Tana, we learn in a uh, Brisa. Okay, so now the Ran has a different Girsa than our um, Gemara. The Ran is a different Girsa than our Gemara, so we'll go with the Girsa of the Ran, which is Kishem Shenidra Avoy Mutarim Kain Shavuas Avoy Mutaris. So just like 
we said that Nidre Avoy, right? We just in our mission, we said that, like, don't worry, you could still eat the fruits, even though these exaggeration things were exaggeratory. Um, nonetheless, you could still, uh, right, you're not going to be Osir. So the same thing applies to Shavuos. You know, if you have these exaggeratory Shavuos uh, oaths, so also uh, they'll be permitted. Hey, What are these permitted uh, oaths, uh, exaggeratory oaths? So if he says, well, I swear if I didn't see the amount of people here like left Egypt. So, um, um, like what the heck is he saying? He swears what? I, I swear if I didn't see the amount of people like who left Egypt, like what's he even talking about? So Abai so says, no, what he's saying is, I'm swearing that I saw like the amount of people that left Egypt. And we're saying that it's not considered like a, a shvuas shav, like a, um, like a, 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 uh, what's a shvuas shav? Like a, like ridiculous oath, like, like an, an oath in vain, Kilu, right? He's like, you know, we don't say it's like super, it's way too exaggeratory and it's like a shvuas shav and he's got to get malchus and stuff. No. We, we say that, um, no, it doesn't get Malchus or anything like that, and he's also, um, um, so it's Mutter. Alright. So, Amalei Ravim, Kain, Lomalei Lameimer. Lomalei Lameimer. Well, if we're just saying that, like, okay, let's, people normally exaggerate in this manner, so, like, what's the big Chiddush? So, he's swearing that he saw the, like, the amount of people that left Egypt, and that's, like, a normal way to kind of, um, uh, exaggerate in that. Fashion, so like, what's the Kiddush of the Mishnah of Odin? Similarly, Dumya Dineder Katani, that, you know, in our Mishnah we mentioned two scenarios when it comes to a vow. One was based on, you know, this whole thing about people leaving Egypt, but the other thing was about, like, the snake, um, and the, uh, right, the snake being the size of the beam of the olive press. And while, um, an oath about, um, like the people leaving Egypt might be considered a normal exaggeration, but, but the thing about the snake being the size of the olive press, that would be a shvua shove for sure. So like, um, why would that be permitted? So Ella Amarava says, Rava, for Omri also pairs to Olam, all I know. If he says, look, that I will be forbidden to all of the fruit, I won't be able to eat any of the fruits in the world. He's making a shvua, right? If I didn't see on this path, like the people who left Egypt, right? So if, and, and that's sort of like a normal exaggeration. And therefore it would be normal for people to exaggerate, even if it's not literally the amount of people that left Egypt. But, um, um, you know, I guess it just means a lot of people. And as long as he saw a lot of people, so then, um, he would be allowed to eat his fruits. But if he didn't see a lot of people, then he wouldn't be allowed to eat the fruits. And, and, um, uh, Rava says that that is what, uh, the Mishnah is talk, uh, that, that that's what it means when it says that, that all that, that just like by vows, uh, you can exaggerate and it's permitted. So also by oaths, it's permitted if you, um, exaggerate. Uh, alright, fine. What do you want me to tell you? Friends, that was that. Chovdal, Mesechna, Nadorim. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.